Hey guys, welcome back to Financial Flex with Lex. This is Alex, your host, and you guys already know what I'm going to say. Happy Tuesday. Hope you guys are having the most sunshine-filled day. So for this week's episode, I just want to jump right into the episode because it's an interview. We have a special guest and I'll give you guys a life update next week or, you know, the week after. There's not really much going on on this side. So like I said, um, today we have a special guest, Brian Adams. He is my father-in-law. He is the one who I credit for getting me into budgeting and just being better with my money. But I also go to him a lot of times for career advice. Uh, He's been working in corporate America for a really long time. And so I always find it interesting to get his perspective on things. And he's a very strategic and logical thinker. So for this episode, I um, had questions, kind of like basic career questions that I feel like a lot of people may have or may think about. And I thought it would be good to, you know, ask him someone who's like a father figure you know, his advice. And sometimes you just need to hear it from your dad. Sometimes you just need that super honest, straight up advice. And Mr. Adams definitely gives it to you guys. So um, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. If you need to get in contact with him, be sure to hit him up on LinkedIn because that's literally the only social media platform that he uses. Um, It's Brian K. Adams and he works for a company named Veeam. All right, so let's get into today's episode. But quick note, if you haven't left a five-star rating and review, or subscribe to this podcast, please do. All right, let's get into it for all this time. Okay, I'm Brian Adams. I am your father-in-law. I've been married 27 years as of yesterday, and... Yeah. Cool. Thanks for coming on. So obviously you've been on the podcast before, but this was when it was like a baby, like a small, like maybe the second or third episode. I don't know. I'd have to go back and check. But I wanted you to come on today's episode because, or today's show rather, um, because I know for me over the past, like, I guess like four or five years, I don't know, I've lost count. um, You've helped me a lot with like my career choices and decisions and like you know as far as like what kind of jobs to consider and how to go about like um making more money in my job not that I always take the advice but it's always nice to have so I thought that um for those listening you'd be like a really good person to just ask like you know general like career questions and kind of give your advice um because you know Sometimes you just got to ask your dad. So so that's what this episode's about. Um, So before we get into, you know, the rest of the show, can you just walk us through your career trajectory? Sure. So my first job out of college, actually during college, I worked for a company that I don't believe is any longer in existence, but there used to be a a major credit card. It was called the GM card. And I worked for a company called Household Credit Services. And I worked my way through college working for Household Credit Services in their collection department. Um, But from there, um, to fast forward a little bit, I worked for a company called Comcast, which you've probably heard of, for just about a decade. And today, I'm working for a company that's in the 
what we would call software as a service. Uh, so it's in the cloud space and it's called Veeam. And there I'm, I'm working as a inside sales account representative, account exec, servicing uh, the Michigan and Indiana market. So you've pretty much been in sales like your whole entire adult life for the, for the most part, right? Yeah. So um, is there any like other industry that you'd consider working in? I think the next step in my life was going to be working in as an entrepreneur, so entrepreneurship. So yeah, that would be something that I'm, I'm interested in going forward. And obviously we can't just gloss over this. And I know my listeners have heard me say it so many times and they're probably like sick of me saying it. But when I talk about like my journey to like creating the podcast and like wanting to get out of debt, obviously like you're a big factor in that because you're the person who helped me make a budget and kind of told me that like, hey, like you don't have to spend 20 years, your 20, 30 years of your life like paying off debt. You can kind of, you know, do it in a short amount of time. So um, what's going on in your debt journey? If, if you want to share that with the people. Okay, sure. Um, so much like you, I'm trying to pay off a mortgage. You have some different debt, but the debt that I have remaining is the mortgage on my house. So we used to be in the six figures, and now we are currently in the five figures. So we're pretty excited about that, and slowly but surely getting to the zero dollar figures. So we'll be very excited when that happens. The first question I have for you is, do you suggest people go to graduate school after receiving their bachelor's degree, or would you recommend them gaining experience in the workforce? I think that's a good question. I think it's really dependent upon the individual. I think it's really dependent upon, you know, the uh, career path, you know, what you're looking to do. Um, and then it also is dependent upon the costs associated with it. So in general, from a general sense, I would say it makes more sense to get your undergraduate degree and get out there into the workforce. Um, and in some cases, depending upon the individual, because sometimes you know young people get pushed into even college, but so it really is dependent upon the individual and what that person is trying to do, what that person has an interest in. Sometimes it makes sense to graduate high school and maybe take a, what I've heard is termed a gap year and work for a year just to get some sense and uh, get a footing for what it is you really want to do because college is it's a real thing when it comes to finance I mean it's going to cost some money to go uh, unless you're in a situation where you can go at no cost uh, through scholarship or some other means so I would say it's one of those things on a case-by-case -case basis but from a general sense probably makes sense to get your undergrad and you know start a you know, get out there into the workforce. What are some, I guess, either industries or, um, oh my gosh, I haven't been out of school that long. Why am I blinking? <laughs> oh, um, either industries or majors where you would recommend you don't pursue. Basket weaving. <laughs> okay, um, seriously. Ones that you would want to pursue, maybe I should start there. Uh, one that uh, I'm in that people stray away from for whatever reason. But the thing about it is, like I was saying, you don't really have to have a degree to do it. And that is sales. 
sales, like your highest performers in terms of revenue generation are people who are in, in sales. And so I'm not sure what degree you would necessarily need in order to be a, a great salesperson. It's really one of those things where, um, you know, you kind of almost just need a, a good mentor and you need to be the type of person who kind of handles rejection well and have high energy. And if you have those two or three things, man, you can make a lot of money in sales. Does that answer your question? I know you asked me about, you know, careers that you wouldn't, you know, that I would suggest you stay away from, but there really isn't any because it really depends on what the person wants to do with their life. So uh, I'd say it'd be dependent upon, every, it's, everything isn't money, right? So it's really dependent upon what the person wants to do and what their finances are associated with being able to go to school. How can I approach my employer about making more money? I know this is a conversation that I feel like we've had several times because I get anxious and nervous about asking for more money. Um, so what advice do you have? So the question is, if I'm currently working for an employer and I feel like I'm underpaid, how can I ask for more money? So let's just say you haven't gotten the job yet. You're in the interview process and they're, and you're trying to figure out like how much you should ask for. If they, you know, if they ask you like, what are you, like what are your salary expectations? And then the second part to that question would be, how can you know you go about asking your employer for more money if you're already working at the company and you feel like you deserve a raise? So to answer the first question, um, research. So we've got some great you know tools out there between LinkedIn and even Google where you can research the position to determine before right having that conversation with a potential employer what is the range right. And with that information, once you get actually get into the conversation about it, the best thing you can do when asked about salary is ask them, well, what is the range? What range uh, is this position paying? And then with that and the information you've already researched, you'll be able to give a range, never give an amount, always a range, and always make it higher than, right? So whatever you know that position pays in general, let that be the low end of the range that you give. That would be my recommendation. Um, in regards to working for a company and seeking more as far as an increase, this one's a little bit more challenging because uh, what you really have to do is be able to prove your worth. So you never go into an employer asking for a raise but what you do do is be preemptive and start having conversations with an employer about what things you can do to be more valuable to the company, to the organization. And um, you know, with that information, you start checking those boxes off and then you ask your employer, you know, along with that, what things can I do in order to increase my salary? And with that information, then you'll have the roadmap that you'll need to travel in order to get to whatever that, that number is. It's all about value. That was really good. I feel like you dropped some good gems in there. Um, I feel like people will find that. I feel like people will find that valuable. So if my employer offers a company match, should I take it despite having student loan debt? No. 
<laughs> Why not? This is about science. This is about math, right? And the numbers suggest that what you want to do initially, um, if th um, we're assuming that this is someone who has student loan debt, just got out of college, graduated, and now this is their first job, your focus really should be, this is, again, from my perspective, having done it, is I would start, like, attacking my student loan debt first because there is something called interest so associated with your student loan. And so whatever monies that they're quote-unquote matching you and the money that you're not using to pay on your debt but are using to quote-unquote invest, right, because keep in mind the markets go up, which is a great thing, but then the markets actually go down too. So you could actually lose money in that situation Whereas the monies that you're actually receiving from your employer, if you just focus, uber focus on trying to pay off your debt as quickly as possible, and once that debt is paid off, transfer all those monies that you were using to pay off that debt onto investing, that would be the ideal scenario from my perspective. But what about those people who say, you know, investing, you have to start early, like you're just leaving money on the table. And especially during a time like now, well, right now, there aren't, there's no interest on student loans. Like, all that's been paused. Yes. <laughs> My answer is going to be still the same, that the quicker you can get out of debt, then you'll have more monies that you can uh, use towards investment. That would be my recommendation. The quicker you can get out of debt, the better, because debt equals, and, you know, don't take the word in the wrong way, but it's, it's bondage, it's slavery. So my recommendation has always been, even to my children growing up, is you know, get free. You know, once you're free and once you're you know, no longer you know, in bondage, debt bondage in this case, then you have the freedom to invest in a number of different ways, whether that be through an employer, through a 401k, whether that be through real estate, whether that be through some form of business, whatever the case may be. So the number one goal is to be free. Then you have options. And options, you know, give you a lot of, you know, freedom to do a number of different things. So that would be my recommendation as always. First, get free. I wouldn't expect anything less. <laughs> so what if I'm working, you know, and I'm feeling a little stuck at my job, people are getting on my nerves. I'm not really liking my role anymore. You know, I'm waking up every morning and I'm like crying on my way to work. What can I do to get out of that situation? Like, is it is it just like a mindset mindset shift where you have to kind of not trick yourself, but take on a positive outlook as like, okay, well. I'm working, I'm making money, you know, it's not forever. Or is it something where you're like, okay, that's it. Like, I need to find something. And you just start applying to any and everywhere. Yeah, I think that's a great question. I think a lot of people struggle with that. I mean, I've struggled with that, too, in the past in terms of, you know, I'm working at a job I don't really enjoy and um, trying to determine, you know, what's my next steps. So uh, I, 
would say this is a you know pretty complex qu- question because it really depends on the individual, depends on kind of you know what they're doing and if um, you know they would be open to uh, looking at other opportunities. Would they be open to looking for other opportunities within their existing organization? You know, is you know this angst coming from you know just not being prepared in their existing you know opportunity? Are there other personal things going on in life that are affecting you know how they're looking at their current you know employment situation? So. Do you have any more color you can add to the question? And maybe we can get into some details. It's just such a broad, you know, question. You're annoyed at your job. You're annoyed at, you know, a few coworkers are kind of rubbing you the wrong way. You don't know what it is about them, but you're just like, you're just really annoying me. And then you're, as far as your actual job goes with your day-to-day tasks, you're kind of like in a rut. You're just like, this is the same thing all the time. You feel like you kind of hit your glass ceiling you're like, what's next? What do I do? So I'm going to, uh, so given that, then I think what's important is to get clear about, you know, kind of where you are and what it is you want to do. I mean, obviously, if you're, you know, with this employer today, you decided to take that job for a reason. And so maybe there are some things in the job that you like. The people part, meaning that, you know, some people that are rubbing you the wrong way, I mean, quite frankly, changing a job doesn't necessarily change that because, you know, there's always going to be people who've got issues, you know, kind of wherever you go. So that part, I would say you probably need to kind of work that out with those employers or excuse me, those employees as best you can. Um, But with regards to what you're doing, I think it's time to, uh, you know, maybe take some assessments on what you like about your job and what you don't like and get clear about what it is that you want to do because maybe now is a good time to start looking at some other opportunities based on what you've learned about yourself and that and, you know, your current role and see if maybe there's some other opportunities out there that would accentuate, you know, those things that you do like and those things that you don't like, then you now know there's some things I want to stay away from. And a lot of that you can kind of uh, iron out in the interviewing process or the at least the researching process of other opportunities. But one thing I would say is never be afraid, you know, to look at other opportunities and have conversations with people. You know, one thing about being anxious and fearful is um, the more information you have, the less anxious you will be. So always seek out, you know, people to talk to, people who are, you know, in these roles that you have interest in and get their insight and see, you know, you know, nothing wrong with shadowing, you know, like talking to people and saying, hey, you know, I'm interested in this opportunity. Do you mind if I ask you some questions? Do you mind even if I shadow you, depending upon, you know, your ability to do so, um, just to get more information about the things that you have an interest in? Because sometimes it sounds good and looks good and the pay might even be good, but it may not, you know, really be something you're interested in. But the only way to find that out is to ask questions and spend some time, if you can, you know, with someone that's, you know, doing that, whatever that is. 
So you said something that is interesting to me, and I kind of want to get, like, I guess, action items on, but can you provide a few action items for getting clear? Because I'm sure people are listening to this, and they're like, okay, that sounds good, but what exactly does that look like? Like, how do I go about getting clear about what I want to do? Because I feel like in today's world, there's, like, new jobs popping up every single day, new industries, um, and it can kind of be overwhelming to figure out, like, okay, well, what direction do I take? So what are some some action items that people can take to get more clear? So a couple things to consider is what do you do best? You know, like even in your current existing job, I mean, there are some things that you do well there. What are those things? You know, it'd be important to get clear about, you know, the things that you do best. Um, something else to consider is, you know, what things matter to you? You know, it would be important to get clear about the things that matter to you. Um, how much money do you need to make? You know, it's important to get clear about how much money you need in order to take care of yourself. Um, if an employer was offering you, if everything was perfect about a job, right, and you know based on your um, expenses that you needed, I'm making up numbers, right, let's just say you needed $4,000 a month to live on to make sure all of your expenses are satisfied. Well, if I offered you a job that was perfect in every way, but it only paid $2,000 a month, would you take that job? No, probably not. <laughs> so it's important to get clear on, you know, just from a financial standpoint, what you actually need to make, um, you know, in order to be, to be happy, to be able to satisfy, you know, and not talking about wants, we're just talking about needs right now, right? So those are the two or three things I would say that you want to you know, get clear on. In terms of career, like what's one mistake that you've made that can be a learning lesson for others? That's a good question. <laughs> one mistake that I've made that would be a learning lesson to others, career-wise. See, everything for me goes back to you know, uh, freedom right, and having options. One thing that my father always used to tell us is um, what you wanna have in life are options, the ability to, you know, move when things change, right? And that could be a, a, a mental move, it could be a physical move, it could be a career move, but just having the freedom of having options. So, you know, I went to school um, I started my master's. I realized quickly, based on the cost of it and what it would provide after receiving it, um, it didn't make sense for me to pursue it further. I think for me, it, it would make more sense just, just kind of drawing back from a question you asked earlier to get my master's once I was clear about what it is I wanted to do. So for, for me, um, the mistake that I made was I accumulated a lot of debt. Like, you know, I went to a private institution, graduated with honors and all that good stuff, but I walked away from that with a sizable debt that I had to pay back. So for me, when I graduated, it was all about how quickly can I pay off this the student loan debt, as well as I had at that point, a wife, I had my first son. 
So it's kind of like everything happened at once, but it was all financial based. So I would say for young people uh, right now is stay free. <laughs> Keep your options open, which means don't saddle yourself with debt unnecessarily. Now, there is something to be said about making an investment in yourself, the best investment that you could ever make, but balance it with being free, right? Even if it takes a little bit longer for you to get there, you will, you will kick yourself, much like I have done in the past with um, you know, having to work certain jobs that I wasn't happy with, but I did it because I needed to do it in order to take care of you know, my responsibilities. And one of the worst feelings in life, I believe, is having to do something that you don't want to do, but you have to do it. Like, I know a lot of people who are in jobs that they, if money wasn't an issue, they wouldn't do the work. They, they go find something else to do. And so if you hear nothing else about, you know, anything that I've said today, I would say remember to just stay free. Be free, which means keep your options open and don't saddle yourself with student loan debt, credit card debt, car payment debt, whatever the, if it has debt on the end of it, meaning that there's some interest associated with it and you have to pay it back, you know, if you can avoid it, stay away from it because your life does depend on it. <laughs> and so I like to ask everyone that comes on the show this question, but what's the best piece of money advice that you've ever been given? I mean, I've, I've been saying it throughout the, the podcast is, uh, you know, pay off what you owe, right? Uh, there's a scripture verse that says that the borrower is slave to the lender, and that's, that's a fact. So, um, again, you know, if you aren't debt-free today, get debt-free. If you are debt-free today, stay debt-free and uh, continue to you know, grow your net worth and stay, keep your options open and stay free. And then as the times change, as technology changes, as the world changes, then you're able to move with those changes and find things in life that you enjoy doing and uh, live a happy and joyful life.